0: we mm-hmm. Listening to the Park Rush podcast. This is a thing park podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hey there, Josh. How's it going? It's been a rough, rough
1: weekend for me, honestly. But uh, technology-wise, but I am doing well myself. How about you?
0: Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, the anxiety levels have been quite high in recent days because it very much feels like covid is closing in on me in a way that it hasn't since oh uh, last christmas so (laughs) so i'm sort of uh, treading very carefully in my attempts to avoid the virus before christmas day so that that can go off without too much of a hitch although to be honest it doesn't really feel like i've done well in avoiding the virus, it's starting to feel just like the virus has got near me and thought, oh, we'd better not. This guy's looking pretty hard. Let's leave him. We'll go and infect the guy the, over uh, there instead. It's all the cheese and
1: red wine you've been having, Tom.
0: <laughs> yes. Who knew that cheese and red wine was actually even better than uh, a vaccine at boosting your antibodies against COVID? It's true. I-, I was working this weekend and yet there was... No wine and cheese, so I'm feeling a little bit Ugh. left out. I didn't know that that was sort of par for the course when it came to work activities. I'm going to raise this with yeah. my line manager when I next see them.
1: I make sure I have a bottle with me for every nine o'clock call.
0: Ah, oh, okay. What would you do? You put it on your cereal or something?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Makes sense. Makes Break sense. some
1: cheese over my cornflakes and uh, <laughs> pour, pour on the red wine, the Merlot. <laughs>
0: Well, I hope everyone out there is also steering clear of covid or if you've come close to covid at least you are you've managed to ward it off as well. I must say one benefit that I've really come to appreciate it's actually it's been a bit of a double a double-edged sword having a big nose during this pandemic because it does make masks a little bit uncomfortable at times especially when you strap two on uh, to survive 3 hours in a packed cinema full of screaming nerds
1: yeah and as our uh, experiment has proven pointless
0: yeah Uh, however i've been testing myself up the wazoo there are tests strewn across my desk right now they're covering all the notes i always make for this podcast so i might seem a bit lost at times today but you know as opposed to usual but yeah, I could just stick those swabs right up there, Josh. No problem at all. I could I could no get problem. four up there at once, I think, and do In do four tests. Bang. But yeah, you know, steering clear of Covid and doing what I can to get to Christmas. Turns out though, Josh, Covid does still impact theme parks even at Aww. this most wonderful time of year. It shows no mercy. And some of these wonderful places that we call our second home.
1: Omicron!
0: I know, right? I know. Especially disappointing in the case of a particular theme park, which in the space of a week has sort of (laughs) prepared to celebrate a major, major milestone and then also just had to close, (laughs) which is just... (laughs) Josh, what has Omicron taken from us this time?
1: Uh, Efteling this time is... uh will be closed until at least January 14th, due to another hard lockdown in the Netherlands.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: And what is also kind of annoying about this is that uh, the announced openings of the rethemed Scirocco uh, and Archipel attractions in the new world of Sinbad area, they'll be delayed. And Efteling was meant to start off its year with its 70th anniversary celebrations.
0: Obviously they will also be delayed disappointing news for sure and and obviously i've never been to efteling but based on what i've seen of it it looks like the type of i mean all theme parks go above and beyond at christmas time to dress the place up and get into the festive spirit but there's something about efteling that kind of storybook fairy tale vibe that it's got going on that i think would really uh, come into its own at christmas time so it's it's a real shame that it's going to miss out on the most Christmassy uh, period of the Christmas season but yeah like you say this isn't sort of a uh, you know it hasn't been caught in the crossfire of of a certain restriction when it comes to why it's closed this is pretty much a full-blown lockdown in the Netherlands I was actually at work when the story broke so we did it and I must admit I totally didn't consider efteling at the time if i had thought about it as i damn well should as a theme park podcaster i yeah. probably would have led on that that probably would have been the top line of the story to be honest you know, Breaking to get... news efteling closes efteling is closed because the netherlands is in lockdown you know never mind schools and hospitality and whatever else not being able to mix with your loved ones on christmas day this is this is all about efteling this is a theme park problem first and foremost Oh, for sure. But as as with everything, kind of impossible to know at the moment whether or not the lockdown will go beyond the 14th, whether they ease up everything at once or if they go in a sort of staged direction and what that might mean for Efteling. But a shame for sure. I'm sure it does good trade at this time of year normally, but I must admit, I can't remember what the state of play was in the Netherlands last Christmas and whether or not Efteling was open or not. I don't think it was, but I'm sure it wouldn't surprise me if we see uh, closures enforced at other European theme parks over the next week or two. I'd imagine that if you were anywhere from Europa Park to Disneyland Paris, you would be probably watching the news a little nervously, kind of just waiting for what might feel like the inevitable order to close from the governments of Europe. Yeah, for sure. It it sounds like, and this is speculation at this point, and, and based on when we're recording this podcast and our plans to uh, keep you all entertained over the festive period, not sure exactly when we'll next do a contemporary recording, if you like. So right now this is speculation, but there's some suggestion that pretty much immediately after Christmas we're going to go back into some form of lockdown here in the UK how far that might go will it affect theme parks or not I mean it's kind of irrelevant because most you know they don't open at this time of year anyway but I guess depending on how long these restrictions are in place if they do get placed upon us that might impact the reopening of theme parks come the sort of springtime but Jesus, I don't know if I could get through another lockdown lasting that long. Hopefully hopefully we're back to normal again uh, out the other side of a of another lockdown by the time the theme parks are even allowed to open. Yeah, even if, if it has to come to that, then let's hope. Yeah, it sounds like they're going to go back to a stage of lockdown where outdoor stuff would be allowed. So even if theme parks were... Uh, open right now that, that it sounds like they would survive these restrictions that are potentially being planned but i guess you know it's good news for your thing park adjacent attractions you know if you like a good christmas zoo trip you might be all right you just can't go into the zoo's cafe
1: yeah
0: i think i think that's how that works
1: i need sustenance man
0: I know. Or maybe you can go into the zoo's cafe, but not after six o'clock in the evening. I don't know, Josh. I've lost track (laughs) of all the hoops you have to jump to to know what's going on in this godforsaken nation. Can you uh, sit down with the penguins and have cheese and wine? Is that allowed? True. I mean, my my sort of Christmas zoo of choice, which, you know, shout out, is normally Port Lim here in lovely Kent. I don't think they have penguins. Uh, No, they don't.
1: Um, But for me personally... Going to go out there, going to say it, favourite theme park, uh, favourite zoo in the UK.
0: It is a good zoo. I, I think it, I, I, I there's part of me that thinks it used to be better. They have a safari which used to sort of stop halfway through yeah. and you could get out and go and potter around a different part of the zoo. That, that's, that doesn't happen anymore. It just kind that's of goes in the, a circle.
1: Uh, the reptile enclosure was up there, wasn't it?
0: That's right, yes. That's right. Yeah, hopefully these restrictions that are being rumoured around these parts don't impact our potential return to Portland.
1: On the zoo front, uh, theme park adjacent, really, did you know, or do you know, the most popular zoo in the country?
0: Oh, I don't know the answer to that, no. I, I, I feel like these kinds of questions always feel like they're designed to have curveball answers. So, going by that, I'm not going to say London Zoo. Yeah, I, so I perhaps... think it's
1: a curveball answer for us Southerners.
0: Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. It's not like Edinburgh Zoo or something like that, is it?
1: It is not, no. Okay. I'll put you out of your misery. It is they have pandas Zoo. up there,
0: I believe. Chester Zoo. Oh, okay. Not yeah. super familiar with Chester Zoo. I've heard good things about Colchester Zoo. Yeah, Colchester Zoo is good. I've been there, and I think Bristol Zoo is meant to be pretty good, but I don't uh, know I about Chester Zoo. Yeah.
1: No, there you go. Most popular in the country, though. I'll oh find well, on my way out there sometime.
0: Yeah, I I, I like London Zoo. I, I I really do like London Zoo. It's a it's a you know if you, if you find yourself in in the UK in London specifically on a trip from abroad and you like your Harry Potter, it's a good double act with the studio tour. You know, you go do yeah, the yeah. studio tour and then you go to London Zoo, you go in the reptile house and there's a, there's a little uh, information board in there uh, that that of course reminds you that this is uh, in fact home of one of the scenes from the first Harry Potter film where he talks to a snake in the London Zoo reptile house. So, Of course, yeah. That's good fun. You can get a photo there. Yeah, I've been feeling weirdly nostalgic about Harry Potter the last few days because I I feel like I always kind of do a little bit at Christmas time, but then also uh, all the films have been back at the cinemas and then there's also this Harry Potter reunion thing that's being advertised quite heavily at the moment, which I believe comes out on New Year's Day. It's a bit like that Friends thing that came out a while ago. Okay. Yeah, they've got like most of the cast back to just hang out and chat in Hogwarts and on the sets of the films so that might be fun, fun to watch yeah all right well moving on uh, we've got some changes coming to uh Josh your favorite thing about theme parks which is the uh f- the new fast pass system at oh Disney boy. World genie plus lightning lane all that good stuff some changes in the offing for the festive period they are moving four attractions from the individual lightning lane to the standard Disney Genie Plus service. So I think this is right. You had your Genie Plus, you pay the set amount a day for the right to go in, quote-unquote, the fast queues for all the rides that were included in that daily price, but then there were rides on top of that that required you to buy an individual lightning lane to do the quote-unquote fast queue. Your flat rate Genie Plus fee wasn't good enough. Is that correct? Have I got that right? Yeah. Okay. So what's happening is one ride at each of the four Disney World parks, which have been until now on the Lightning Lane, are being rolled into the baseline Genie Plus package for disney says at the moment a limited time so this as of recording and as you hear this has now taken effect will run through january 3rd the rides are space mountain at magic kingdom frozen ever after at epcot mickey and minnie's runaway railway at hollywood studios and expedition everest at animal kingdom it's hard to know what this is Based on necessarily I mean obviously they would expect big crowds at this time of year, but do you think this is something that would stay in place, or do you think that they will indeed go back to having them on the lightning lane only service um,
1: I think it will depending on it will depend on the numbers during you know over the two weeks I think if the numbers hmm. suggest that having it on the £15-a-day service, um, which is Disney Genie+, Plus, uh, gets them more money, then they'll keep it that way. If they think that they're actually getting more money by having them on individual lightning lanes, uh, then they'll move it back. I think uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see how this uh, experiment goes, I guess.
0: Yeah. I, I do find it interesting and, and slightly baffling, actually, and I, I realise my experience of these parks are fairly limited in terms of the time of year that I traditionally have been to them over the years. So I've never been at Christmas time. Uh, But I've been, you know, I've been plenty in August, which is a busy period for traditionally for international uh, tourists. I've been during, uh, you know, earlier in the year where it's, you know, the cusp of US spring break. So I've been at busy times of year and even at those points, i don't know if i would necessarily say that some of these four rides here would even make a huge amount of sense to be the the lightning lane one so for example at magic kingdom space mountain i don't necessarily find to be consistently one of the absolute busiest rides with the longest queues and and maybe it's maybe there's a sort of prestige factor to this like because what I what I would say would be a ride that would actually maybe justify this more based on how long the queues get is something like Peter Pan, but maybe there's kind of a prestige element to this where it's it's not just how long the queues can get on these rides, but Space Mountain is a is a, like a premier attraction that is worthy of a Lightning Lane. Peter Pan is obviously popular and I like it just fine, but it is one of these kind of run of the mill. Kid-focused Fantasyland rides that might feel out of place getting this kind of premium treatment, if you like. But yeah, I, I think I would never think that Space Mountain would would necessarily need you to get a lightning I think, layer. I think you are right there. Um, Peter Pan wasn't, you know, in, on the old
1: tiered fast pass system where you got one top tier and then one second tier down, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, Peter Pan was never on the top tier, um, whereas Space Mountain was on the top tier. Um, right. That's that's very much how this has sort of come about is that they've taken, you know, some of the top tier rides and put them into this individual Lightning Lane section. Pit Pan just wouldn't make that journey up there. I think Frozen Ever After that, the queue there can be very, very long. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. Um,
1: it's one of the only real, once you're onto the World Showcase, it's one of the only uh, rides going, proper rides anyway. So, um,. That makes it and it's frozen, so it makes a lot of sense. Um, Mickey Minnie, obviously, it's the newest out of these four here, um, and has been quite popular. Um, but it's on the list because it's the the new attraction, the new hotness. Yeah, it always and
0: had when it was the movie ride. Right, it always had quite high capacity. Yeah. So you know, again, you didn't really feel like you were ever waiting too long for that and i always liked the queue for the great movie ride anyway i don't know exactly what they've done to it since the ride changed but the the the, the theming of the queue there was plenty to stuff there was plenty of stuff to look at uh, in the old movie ride days yeah for sure um and then expedition
1: everest i mean there's not that many rides at uh, uh animal kingdom so it kind of makes sense yeah. in a way
0: yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But I guess the, but, the
1: Avatar ride is the big one there. It's the biggest.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah. That 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 continues to be insane from what I can tell at busy times of day. But as I said, right now they're saying this will just run until January 3rd, and then we'll see if they, if they indeed revert back to being on the lightning lane or not. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, in other Disney World news, just briefly... Uh, you flagged this, Josh. They're taking Indy's gun away. I mean, like, have they not heard of his amendment, you know, his constitutional rights, Josh? How dare they? Right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> First time ever you'll hear me being a fan of the, uh, whatever that amendment is, whichever, the Second Amendment, <laughs> Third Amendment, Fifth,
0: 85th Amendment, I don't know. It's the Second Amendment, I, I, I think, off the top right. of my head. Right. The right to bear arms, or whatever. Bear the arms. T- I wasn't To be fair, I, yeah, bear arms would be pretty cool. There are times where I felt like I really want to punch you in the face right now, but I'm too much of a weed. If I had bear <laughs> well, arms, well, unless uh, like there are fuzzy times bear where arms. I would have, I would have absolutely resorted to violence. Uh, yeah, maybe not fuzzy bear arms. Then I would just be yeah. giving people kind of a light tickle. Yeah. Hey, waka waka. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. But, yeah, even, you know, this is just a taste of things to come, Josh. I take away Indiana Jones's Second Amendment rights. Nobody is safe.
1: Nobody is safe. No more guns for
0: Indiana Jones.
1: Um, as they always say, you know, you you can take away people's Second Amendment rights, but the bad guys will still get the guns, and they're still getting the guns in Indiana Jones.
0: Right. Yeah. Maybe
1: the pro-gun people are right, you
0: know? <laughs> maybe maybe if Indy was allowed to use a gun there might be less bad guys with guns you know what i mean that's all I'm come saying. On. i can't be the only one who's thought of this i guess for a bit of background uh, this of course is the stunt spectacular show at hollywood studios which has just recently come back it took a long time to return from the initial closure of the walt disney world parks way back in the spring early summer of 2020 which just seems like a lifetime ago it's really quite wild anyway it came back in september or oh, it came back recently sorry uh, and with with some changes and and this this as blog mickey reports sorry the september i mentioned was blog mickey referring back to an article they'd written previously uh, they yeah. have gone to see the show since it reopened and have noted some of the changes and one of the most significant ones is that Indy no longer has a gun himself so uh the bad guys still have guns there are points where Indy gets guns off the bad guys and uses them against them but he himself is not carrying his own firearm anymore and the most significant implication of this for me anyway is that it means the the classic gag from raiders where the swordsman the the elite swordsman uh, faces him down in the street swings his scimitar around like he's ready to do a madness and indy's just like uh, yeah whatever mate shoots yeah, him jog on, uh, son. that gag so brilliantly recreated in this show uh, is now gone so oh. what are you going to do it's uh, not worth not worth it just for that
1: just for that bring back his second amendment rights <laughs>
0: I agree. I agree. Is he is is do, do you think this will extend to the the film in Indiana Jones 5 will he be banned from using guns in in that movie a gunless indie. gunless
1: indie. I'm not oh. Uh,
0: maybe he only uses I mean, knives. Knives oh, and his whip.
1: Yeah, all he needs is a whip, right? You can do a lot with a whip. In, yeah, in, a, in CQC environments,
0: it's true, it's true. And he's you know he's traditionally pretty good in a fist fight, but you'd imagine the older he gets, the more Indy would actually rely on a gun. So this seems yeah. to fly in the face of that logic.
1: Um, that that scene, you know, the the line about that scene is always that he was feeling a bit under the weather, so he just shot the guy instead of having a fight with him. Um, yeah.
0: And they just kept it, could they?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's just going to be him every time, right? That's Harrison Ford in a nutshell.
0: Basically, yeah. And I love him for it. And I I must admit, I'm pretty sad that that film is uh, ended up getting pushed by a whole another year because I was, I was genuinely looking forward to it. And now, yeah, it's a 2023 film, I believe, which is, it's just mad to think about. But hey ho. So yeah that's that i mean i i love the Indiana jones stunt spectacular i'm sure it will still be an enjoyable show to to watch and and you know if and when i get to get back to disney world i will i will be looking forward to watching it again i'm just glad it came back to be honest there was uh, there was a there was a time there where i was not feeling that confident that it would even return at all so that's true I assume they've taken the guns out of all the other shows that took a while to come back as well. So Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, the guns in in those, are they gone as well?
1: No, weirdly, weirdly, uh, they've added more in.
0: Oh, right. Right. I see. Um, Ariel is now bowling around with a a Tommy gun. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. And uh, Beauty and the Beast has a sad ending now because rather than have to storm the Beast's castle with pitchforks and torches... Uh, Gaston just rolls up with an AK, just guns the bloke down, and
1: that's it. Yeah, he actually puts a call in to uh, the Air Force, and they just drop a bomb on the whole place.
0: Right. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's another thing for me to look forward to when I uh, finally get back there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Two final little tidbits here. We've got our first... POV video for Busch Gardens Williamsburg's upcoming roller coaster Pantheon, which is an, uh, an interim launch coaster. I I love the look of this. Although I have to say the mo- uh, the, the thing that struck me first about uh, this this video, because I've never been to Busch Gardens Williamsburg, was just how beautiful the theme park looked in this kind of autumnal setting. You know, a Busch Gardens, mm. a Busch Gardens theme park, which actually benefits from a diverse. Uh, you know seasonal calendar rather than it just being hot and humid at all times you know i love florida and the the consistency <laughs> of the weather is one of the things that appeals of course but yeah i you know it, it made me think oh you know some of these florida parks if you could like pick them up and drop them down in a different kind of climate for a bit just to mix things up a bit that might be quite quite might be quite good fun you know but yeah. Beyond that, the ride itself, Josh, also looks pretty good as it as it turns out.
1: It does look really cool, actually. Um, a lot of elements there going on. Um, uh, yeah, just it does make me want to go back to Williamsburg. Um, I did enjoy this part last time I was there, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's got it's got four launches. It, it does that thing, which I feel like it's becoming increasingly. Or it feels to me, anyway, like it's becoming an increasingly popular. Uh, element for roller coasters to have which is not quite making it over a lift and going backwards yeah, i feel like that's something that you're seeing more and more it's uh, called a rollback tom i'm sorry josh look i'm what, 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 what do you think i'm some sort of expert or something come on
1: <laughs> uh that is what used to be one of the things that people always used to look forward to on like uh king to car uh, six flags in america or uh stealth at foot park was they hadn't quite worked out the weight and so wouldn't quite make it up the hill and would do a rollback it's uh more exciting that way
0: yeah no for sure i i love the look of the one on on hagrid for example that was one of the most uh striking elements when the videos of that ride first started coming out uh god that ride is going to be pushing was that 2019 i guess it was right that that seems mad to me that that ride's going to be pushing 3 years old by the time i finally get to ride it oh, like, yeah. t- in my head that is still like brand new state of the art and it's not even the newest roller coaster at that park <laughs> <It's just laughs> what has happened to the what has happened to time
1: absolute madness
0: uh, and of course my favorite part of any kind of roller coaster fact sheet is the hyper specific way in which they detail a particular record that this coaster has set. So, in the case of Pantheon, it is the world's fastest multi-launch coaster. So, it will hit seventy-three miles per hour. It's Quick. Uh, which don't Breaking get me wrong, speed limit. That's quick. Absolutely. You you do that for too long down the uh, M twenty-five, you could find yourself in a bit of trouble. But yeah, that makes it the world's fastest multi-launch coaster. As I said, it's got four launches so uh, yeah looks fun i, I yep. i've never been to williamsburg but i'll take your word for it that it's good
1: yeah i mean i, I don't really see any other point of going to be honest there's a uh, fair there's one of those <laughs> one, one of the settlements you take that back first
0: we have many like... listeners in virginia
1: <laughs> um is it jamestown's around the corner from there i think it is it's one of the like, earliest settlements um, right from europe uh that's kind of interesting to see but
0: uh yeah yeah no i do love i do love th- kind of those those towns and to a lesser extent i guess some of the cities that you see uh in states like virginia where yeah that kind of almost revolution era architecture is still present you know those are parts well, of america that i do really want to visit at some point
1: well, James, I think I think it's James. The
0: like America, getting it wrong, but it's literally
1: like a, it's a museum now, so it's um, right done out like when they very first got here. Yeah, oh, not here, there.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I really want to see more of America. Maybe I'll be allowed at some point. Who knows? Who knows? It's a nice
1: place. But, uh, get out there sometime.
0: Pantheon opens in March. There you go. Sweet. Hopefully uh, no lockdowns by then. <laughs> final thing, final thing. And this is news to me that there was even a Jumanji ride in the works. Uh, but we've got our first look at one of the, the, the kind of big set piece elements of this upcoming dark ride, which is coming, uh, again, somewhat, somewhat bizarrely, and I mean no disrespect by saying that, uh, to Gardaland in Italy. Yep. Uh, and we've got a look at... Uh, Big old stone giant head animatronic which looks a bit like the uh my first thought when I saw this <laughs> I don't know if people remember at the start of Thor Ragnarok, where Thor is in sort of is being yeah. held captive by that big old fiery rock guy and I'm sure he's I'm sure it's some sort of Norse god thing, which you know I'm terribly uninformed about. But it kind of reminded me of that. Uh, so and, and it looks very impressive. I recommend looking it up uh, this animatronic it looks very very cool and of course I guess my hope is that this is based on the the new Jumanji movies and then if they can get some Dwayne Johnson in the Jungle Cruise then then this Dwayne Johnson thing park cinematic universe will will be getting ever bigger because then you could potentially oh have him at Gardaland in in Jumanji you could have him at Disney on the Jungle Cruise we've got him at Universal on supercharged no, is he don't. anywhere we, else
1: I... if we don't mention that one
0: no sorry but i he, he is there it is a fact uh, that he is there
1: uh no i don't think so i don't it's him and
0: chris pratt right those are the two that are like yeah that th- they are as far as i can remember off the top of my head they are kind of far and away the the kings of the of the theme park space especially now it's that true. chris pratt is going to be mario Do they put Chris Pratt's voice in... Do they retrofit him into Mario Kart in Japan?
1: No, they just get Jared Leto. (laughs) duh.
0: Why would you demean me by putting me on a theme park ride? Sorry, was that
1: that Chris
0: Pratt? He's a serious actor, Josh. Jared Leto is a very serious actor. He would lower uh, himself
1: to doing a theme park ride. That's why he's in that spin-off of a spin-off, right? In uh, Morbius. Oh, called. yeah.
0: Yeah, Morbius, yeah.
1: Wow. forgot about that.
0: I literally saw a trailer for it the other day, and I'd already forgotten that it existed, which is maybe for the best.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: 100%. Anyway, yeah. Uh, anything to add on this? I mean, this animatronic is literally all we've got for this particular ride. We know it's a dark ride, but yeah, other than that, um, we don't know. Are we Are going to fly through its mouth? That's People fun.
1: are thinking maybe it's going to be a bit like um, the Indiana Jones ride in California, or uh, which would be uh, the dinosaur ride at Animal Kingdom, right? Um, it's like it, you're going to be in a jeep. Uh, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, that sounds fun. The kind of. A... I, I, you know, high adventure tone and high adventure spirit kind of go hand in hand with what I like from theme parks. To be honest, yeah, uh, you know, I, I think you know, you can you can make a good theme park ride about uh, out of plenty of different genres of films and TV and books and whatever else, but for me nothing tops just a good high adventure the high adventure spirit of a of a film like indie of a film like jumanji i think they just apply perfectly to certain theme park rides so that makes sense i'm looking forward to seeing how it comes how it comes together Uh, first impressions are pretty pretty good
1: uh yeah and um i believe this is coming at the beginning of the 2022 season
0: oh okay Neat. So not too long to wait. wait. All right. Well, there we have it. And with that, that's us. That's the Park Rush podcast for this side of Christmas. I mean, how have we got here? Another year almost, Josh, in the can.
1: Can you believe it?
0: What's been the highlight of your 2021? I mean, I guess, you know, I ask you this. 2021 isn't quite over yet. You might have a highlight to come in the next 10 days. 11 days but i've got to be honest with you mate based on what i'm hearing the highlight of your 2021 has probably happened by now i'm sorry to say um, <laughs> it's all I'm, I'm really here. <laughs> looking
1: forward to uh, telling the police to jog on when they try and stop my new year's eve party
0: oh okay well that yeah. sounds fun i mean if if you are if you are truly committed to telling police potentially to jog on then I might also come. I mean, we we might just be incriminating ourselves here by publicly announcing our intention to. <laughs> it's a
1: business meeting. There'll be wine and uh, cheese. Yeah, I'm.
0: I'm, I'm going to wear a suit. I'm going to wear a yeah. suit, and uh, yeah, I'm going to. We're going we're gonna to bring wine and cheese, absolutely, and uh, some some notes. You know. Yeah. Uh, some some. Uh, not that notes seemingly need to be present, but we're going to go above and beyond to make it look like a work meeting. Absolutely. All right, well, in that case, maybe I'll join you in telling the police where to go. And then, uh, yeah. and then, you know, when we end up in court, this podcast will be used as evidence against us. And imagine the traffic we're going to get, Josh, oh. when the Park Crush podcast is played in court.
1: Can you believe it? It'll make it?
0: it all worth it. Give me all the jail time you can throw at me. I've just made a judge listen to a thing podcast in court. I could die die happy.
1: Dreams do come true.
0: (laughs) They sure do. They sure do. And for this one, you don't have to pay uh, 140 bucks for a day ticket. So there we go. Well, there we have it. Our our scheduling plans for the Christmas period uh, include, of course, we wouldn't let you down, uh, a podcast or two. We'll hopefully be chatting about this uh, Disney World Minecraft expansion that we're finally going to check out. There might be some chat about Jurassic World Evolution 2. We'll put out a Christmas message as we did last year, you know, just like the Queen. Uh, And we, of course, wish you all uh, a safe and happy Christmas and New Year. Uh, We'll do some streaming as well of the uh, Minecraft Disney World stuff, by the way. So keep your eye out for that. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show over christmas you can podcast at com or on the twitter's at parkrush podcast you can subscribe if you haven't already as well of course on your preferred podcasting app of choice and i'm told that you can now leave reviews of podcasts on spotify so if you've reviewed us on apple Podcasts, because that's where you listen much appreciated if you listen on spotify though uh, you can now leave us a review or a rating that would of course be much appreciated too so uh Go on and do that. That would be great. Josh, anything to add before we get out of
1: here? Uh, No, just uh, have a very Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad, one and all.
0: And with that, we shall leave you. Goodbye. See ya.